Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Today on the WCBS Morning News Roundup. There now seems to be enough support from both sides to do something about guns. Short of what Senators Murphy, Blumenthal, and Booker wanted, but something. Bipartisan gun control compromise in the Senate. I am very hopeful. I'm Sean Adams in Danbury. A performer on his way to the governor's ball here in the city is arrested with a gun under his seat. A Yankee all-star is mourning the loss of his son in last week's military helicopter crash. He was the military contractor who gave the New York Times the Pentagon Papers. I can no longer cooperate in concealing this information from the American public. His story in today's WCBS News Radio 88 Seconds in Sound. And we'll shine a spotlight on last night's Tonys. It's Monday, June 13th. Good morning. I'm Wayne Cabot. Good morning. I'm Paul Murnane. It's a wet morning after we had some storms that went through. It's going to be a muggy, warm day. Sun and clouds with a high in the mid-80s. So it's not what supporters of tougher gun laws really wanted, but Democrats say at least it's something. And WCBS reporter Sean Adams in Connecticut this morning, where lawmakers have led the way on this deal that both parties can get behind. Sean, good morning. What have they agreed on? Well, they agreed on a framework. Uh, it's really it's a first step here. The Senate has been the place where gun control measures really go nowhere. So this could really break the logjam. We're talking about 10 Democrats, 10 Republicans. They agree on the following. Enhanced background checks for anyone under 21. Guns, uh, they say, should be kept from convicted domestic abusers and anyone who has been deemed a danger, anyone who's been red flagged. They want to invest billions of dollars uh, in mental health programs and school safety projects. And uh, they say there should be penalties for straw purchases. Connecticut Senator Richard Blumenthal. I really look forward to earning broad bipartisan support beyond the 10 Republicans and 10 Democrats already signed on to this common sense proposal so that we can make it law and help save lives. President Biden wants even more done. This is viewed as a compromise that actually stands a chance of getting passed. Paul, wait. Sean, do lawmakers think these limited changes are just the start of something bigger? Well, that's the hope. That's the thought. You know, one step at a time here. For so long, any gun measure has been met with absolute resistance in the Senate. So after the Texas school shooting, if you remember a few weeks back, Connecticut Senator Chris Murphy gave an impassioned speech on the Senate floor. And perhaps his words resonated. Uh, This is a compromise, and the hope is it will break the ice and keep the dialogue moving. Sean, speaking of guns, a 23-year-old who was arrested in the city with what police say was an extended magazine under his car seat is the Grammy-winning rapper Roddy Rich. 
They arrested him in Queens only hours before he was supposed to perform at the governor's ball at City Field. His arraignment is today. Police think they've caught the man who slashed a random subway rider on Friday morning at the Queensboro Plaza station, then went on to stab a man in the neck a day later on the 7 platform at 74th Street and Broadway. Danny Uberia is charged with attempted murder. A Connecticut woman died while driving the wrong way on Route 5 and 15 in East Hartford yesterday morning. Nicole Laflamme crashed head-on into an SUV whose driver suffered minor injuries. One of the five Marines killed last week in an Osprey helicopter crash is the son of former New York Yankees second baseman Steve Sachs. The Yankees' five-time All-Star says Johnny was his hero and the best man I know. We have a complete wrap of the Tonys last night right after Craig's forecast next on the Morning News Roundup. Now, the weather day ahead. Here's Chief Meteorologist Craig Allen. Craig, good morning. Good morning. Another isolated shower is about all that I could see for today. Otherwise, it is going to be quite warm. We'll have varying amounts of cloud cover and sunshine. And highs are going to make it into the mid-80s today. A couple degrees either side of 85. But the humidity will be decreasing tonight. Partly cloudy, 64 to 68, near 60 inland. And tomorrow, nice warm day and not too humid. Partly sunny and 80 to 85. Wednesday, a mix of sun and cloud. And once again, right up around 85, a good start to the upcoming week for the most part. Right now, it's very uh, damp and muggy outside, 90%, and the wind is calm. It's 69 degrees, headed up to the middle 80s. It's the morning news roundup at WCBS, a night to celebrate Broadway. And here to wrap up last night's Tonys, CBS 2's Dave Carlin with the highlights. A strange loop triumphed at the Tonys, the show about a black gay writer struggling to create his own musical and break free of self-doubts, won the Tony for Best Musical. Its creator, Michael R. Jackson, was given a standing ovation when he won for the show's book. I started writing this musical when I was 23 years old. I'm 41 years old. I'm old as hell. I felt unseen. I felt unheard. I felt misunderstood. And I just wanted to create a little bit of a life raft for myself as a black gay man to under to try to just get through the neck through the day. A production highlight from the acclaimed new musical MJ about Michael Jackson was introduced by the late star's children, Prince and Paris Jackson. But what people may not know is that he loved musicals on film and on the stage. So it is with our great honor to now introduce Tony nominee Miles Frost and the remarkable cast of MJ. MJ's star Miles Frost won for best performance by a leading actor in a musical. I'm so honored and so blessed and so grateful. The landmark Stephen Sondheim musical company, a quintessentially New York City story of love, marriage, and friendship, won best musical revival, plus ponies for companies Matt Doyle and for Patti LuPone, both in featured acting categories. Thank you to the stage managers, the backstage crews, the front of house. A huge gratitude to all of the understudies across all of the stages in New York. And, and to all of the COVID safety people. Company's director, Marianne Elliott, in her acceptance speech, thanked Sondheim, who died in November. To have collaborated with him so closely, to have made a show about New York 
on Broadway with New York's most important theatre maker of my lifetime is a privilege that I never would have imagined or even dared to imagine. Best revival of a play went to Take Me Out, Jesse about a star Tyler major league center fielder coming out as gay. Take Me Out's Jesse Tyler Ferguson won his first Tony in the featured actor category. So to stand in front of this community that I admire and love so much just means so much to me. I cannot believe I get to do this for a living. Mom, Dad, thank you for letting me move to New York when I was 17 years old. I told you it'd be okay. Um, <laughs> It worked out, didn't it? Jesse Tyler Ferguson there in that Tony wrap-up by CBS2's Dave Carlin. Good morning, I'm Wayne Cabot. And I'm Paul Bernay with your three things to know this morning. 10 o'clock this morning, the second public hearing of the January 6th committee and member Adam Schiff says there's sufficient evidence for the Justice Department to consider indicting Donald Trump. Number two tonight is the Republican debate for New York governor. Candidate Andrew Giuliani plans to appear virtually, having refused to provide proof that he's vaccinated against COVID. Third thing to know, gas was supposed to be priced at $6.99 a gallon at a station in Northern California, but a misplaced decimal point put the actual price at 69 cents took a few hours for the station to fix the problem and by then customers had called their friends and family when was gas 69 cents a gallon i'm thinking at least 50 years ago probably. it's gotta be i barely remember i can remember the early 80s for a very short time maybe yeah. i think back I think then people so. were driving novas and valiants and filling <laughs> them up not that long ago to us. Our WCBS News Radio 88 Seconds and Sound this morning for June 13th. An American first. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. President Johnson, in the thick of the civil rights movement, 1967, announces a U.S. Supreme Court nomination, but never mentions that Thurgood Marshall. I believe he's already earned his place in history, but I think it'll be greatly enhanced by his service on the court. Would be the first black justice. America's first woman president still hasn't happened, putting us on par with Saudi Arabia, Russia, China, Mexico, Japan, and Italy. But in New York on this day in 2015, someone tried again. Addressing thousands on New York City's Roosevelt Island, candidate Hillary Clinton officially launching her second presidential campaign. Democracy can't be just for billionaires and corporations. Following the school massacre in Parkland, Florida in 2018. Governor Murphy signed six new gun control bills into law. One requires background checks for private gun sales. Another makes it easier for law enforcement to seize guns from people deemed to be a threat. That's common sense. Zach Doherty, a 16-year-old activist from Tom's River, told our Peter Haskell, I'm a member of a generation who is sick and tired of watching children our own age be senselessly murdered and then to live with the fear that we could be next. Marlboro country is everywhere, from Manhattan Towers to Towering Pines. A Newark federal jury on this date in 88 for the first time held a cigarette company liable for ads like this, misrepresenting the risks of smoking. Rose Chipalone of Little Ferry, a 42-year smoker, smoking a pack and a half a day since age 16, come to where the flavor is, died before the ruling in her favor. And while the verdict did get overturned on appeal, it would mark the end of the Marlboro Man and Joe Camel, as documents showed for the first time tobacco companies knew the dangers of cigarettes well before the Surgeon General warning in 1964, and conspired to conceal the truth and keep people smoking. The New York Times defies President Nixon in 1971, publishing the most famous leak in history 
by the most famous whistleblower. The Pentagon Papers, the hidden facts of the government's involvement and mistakes in Vietnam. I can no longer cooperate in concealing this information from the American public. Daniel Ellsberg Xeroxed copies at night and gave them to newspapers beginning with the New York Times. Nixon took the Times to the Supreme Court, which ruled in the Times' favor. Yankee Stadium, Babe Ruth, two months before his death, summoned what voice he had left to give his farewell. This is June 13th. Tomorrow, the shooting of a congressman, how it only strengthened his support of gun rights. That's today's morning news roundup, a deeper dive weekday mornings at 6 on what the stories are. You need to start your day. Listen on on the air or listen on demand. It's on the Odyssey app. Just search for WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.